We are going to look at Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5. I believe uh, the Lord's given me a powerful message to share with you all and with myself. How many of you know even a pastor is preaching to himself? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. When the anointing comes, there will be times when I'm preaching, I'm like, man, that's good. I wish I could take notes on that. (laughs) Oh, I got the notes. (laughs) All right. Psalms 100, uh, verses 1 through 5, says this. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Hallelujah. God's not against you shouting to him. I don't know if you knew that or not. Verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Today I want to talk about the importance of thankfulness unto God. I want to talk about the importance of thankfulness unto God, having a thankful heart toward God. I believe this is an element that is lacking in the lives of many Christians. How many of you would agree with me on that? In fact, I believe that there are many blessings that are hindered from coming into our lives because Christians are unthankful for what God has done already. Now, I know some of you, right now some of you are thinking, Pastor James, you should have just held off on this message until Thanksgiving Day, the week of Thanksgiving, right? Come on, I know what you're thinking. But the fact is this, every day for the Christian should be Thanksgiving Day. Did you know that? Every day. And we have so much to be thankful for through our Lord Jesus Christ and what he has accomplished for us. You know, Thanksgiving Day in a worldly sense, come on, let's just break it down. Thanksgiving Day in a worldly sense is nothing more than Thanksgiving for a couple of days off work from our jobs. Come on, somebody. And a day where we eat so much, we couldn't roll off the couch if we wanted to. You know what I'm talking about, too. You, you've been in, you fell into gluttony, too. Come on. And I am proposing that the day after Thanksgiving should be National Day of Fasting and Detox. Huh? You going to join me on that one? Oh, man. That will really mess with people's systems. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but why is it important to have a thankful heart? Why does God want us to be thankful? I want to give you some points right now that just, you know, this isn't exhaustive. This, these are just a few points that the Holy Spirit gave me. But he knew who was going to be here. He knew who was going to be watching and listening around the world. Amen. So maybe these are some areas that we all are lacking in, right? Number one, thankfulness acknowledges God as our provider. A thankful heart attitude will keep us humble. Look at Psalm 100 verse 3 again here says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. Or not some big bang explosion out in the cosmic universe billions of years ago. Are you hearing me? We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Talking about believers there. If we as Christians are called God's sheep, that must mean then he is our shepherd. Amen? And Psalm 23, many of you know it, the shepherd's psalm, says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How many of you know that a shepherd, even in the natural, takes care of his sheep? Right? The shepherd is always there, but how many of you know the sheep sometimes can wander from the shepherd? Amen? We got to come back. One pastor once preaching a sermon, he, <laughs> uh, man, he said, uh, you know, sheep wander away. He goes, sometimes you got to break their legs so they can't wander away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that would go over great, you know. You know, oh, boy, oh, boy. But anyways, a sheep can't effectively take care of themselves. 
And this is true with us. I don't care no matter what you can do on your own, what you have accomplished. The fact is, without God's hand in your life, you could do nothing. Amen? In fact, I think we would all be surprised to see how, how much of a mess our lives would be if God simply took his hand away for a day. For a day. So we need to acknowledge God and thank him for being our provider. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3. I want to show you something here. Oh, it wasn't you who got you your success. Are you hearing me? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. So if you, if, if you want to do well in life, you've got to lose your mind. And you've got to renew it with the Word of God. Are you hearing me? In all your ways, acknowledge Him, God, and He, God, shall direct your paths. If you truly, if we truly trust God, it will be manifested in our life with thankfulness to Him. If you don't trust the Word of God, you won't value the Word enough. You won't value the promises enough to thank God for them. Does that make sense to you? And part of acknowledging God is verbally, say verbally, thanking Him. Not just a, a passing thought once every three hours. No, let it come out of your mouth. Listen. If I buy my daughter a car and hand her the keys and she grabs it with an attitude and she just walks on by me and she doesn't say a word, she drives off, there was no acknowledging me giving her that vehicle. Would you agree with that? But if she would have taken the keys out of my hand and thanked me, gave me a hug, a kiss on the cheek, she would have then acknowledged that I was a source and she would have had a thankful heart. You know, God likes hugs too. Are you hearing me? He wants you to bless Him. But how many times have we prayed to God for a specific blessing? We got it, and we never once thanked Him for it. Ah, too many times to count, maybe. I have a deep revelation for you right now. You want to hear it? Many in the body of Christ are negative complainers and spiritual brats. Amen? Listen, the children of Israel walked in uh, circles in the wilderness for 40 years because they were complainers. They were unthankful for the provisions that God has supplied for them. It got so twisted in their thinking... They said, I want to go back and be a slave in Egypt. Now that's pretty bad, isn't it? That's some pretty twisted thinking right there. Don't receive a blessing and ignore the one who has blessed you. It's rude and it's disrespectful. That goes for God. And come on, that goes for people too. How many of you know that? A heart of unthankfulness, you'll, you'll be turning away the many blessings that God desires for you. And I'll, I'll go into more of that in a moment. But listen to this. Unthankfulness for the Christian is a failure to understand the, re, the reality that you've been saved from an eterni, eternity in hell and the lake of fire. If there's one thing, if there's not anything else to be thankful for, if there was no other blessing promised in the word of God except for that we're saved from hell, well, doggone it, that should be enough. Amen? And, and when you fall into unthankfulness, what you're doing is you're simply just losing the spiritual reality. You're losing your spiritual bearings. Hello, somebody. So if that's true, if... If unthankfulness is a failure to understand and, and let the spiritual reality sink in, the opposite is true. Verbally expressing thankfulness to God will keep the spiritual realities of God's word and the benefits fresh in our mind. Does that make sense to you? 
Instead of just thanking God, you know, how many, say, say shallow, say shallow. How many of you know a lot of times us as Christians, we just get shallow with things. When, we, when it comes to thanking God, we just kind of throw out, thank you God for saving me. No, I, I want to challenge everyone here. Dig deeper than one sentence. Why don't we go deeper? Uh, why don't we go deeper and thank him for everything he has delivered us from? Are you hearing me? Dig a little deeper. It's down there somewhere. Hello. But listen, so many, uh, so many Christians have the idea uh, of God and, and is him just from a religious mindset. How many of you know what I'm talking about? They just think of God as, oh, this is just a, a ritual thing. And, you know, it's just something I just do every Sunday and go to. And many Christians feel awkward talking to God out loud. Maybe you've been there, maybe you're there right now. But I'm telling you what, he wants that personal touch with you. He wants that personal relationship with you. He wants that intimacy. That's why he created mankind. Did you know that? These, some of these people have a problem opening up to God. They have walls up that are hindering their relationship with their Heavenly Father. And listen to this. Having, thank, having a thankful heart, Causes you and I to value relationships. Right? If you're not thankful for your spouse, I can tell you right now, you don't value your marriage. Think about it. And God is no exception. Your relationship with God is no exception. All right? It's getting kind of quiet in here. It's a little spooky. My goodness. All right. Listen, next point. Having a thankful heart toward God will help you to maintain a spiritual mindset, like I was saying, and prevent you from backsliding and departing from God in your walk with Him. Go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, I want to look at. I just want to pick something out of these two verses here. I'm telling you, having a thankful heart is a safeguard. Say safeguard. All right. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. In other words, atheists don't have a leg to stand on. Uh, anyone in their right mind can look at the creation and say, man, there is a creator. Amen. Verse 21. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor, underline it, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. If you are not thankful as a Christian, I guarantee you, you will not bring glory to God in your life. And that will affect, obviously, your thought life. It will cause you to become futile in your mind, the Bible says. The word futile means this. Ready for this? Empty, vain, or worthless, foolish, useless, or confused. The fact is, you will only glorify God in your life when you have a thankful heart. Why? Why is that? I'll tell you why right now. Because your motives will always be pure in your relationship with God when you have a thankful heart. Because unthankfulness toward God will cause you, come on, to grieve the Holy Spirit. And it will open a big wide door for Satan to get a foothold in your life. Always. It will always do that. And of course that will target your thought life. Everything begins in the thought life. Say thought life. So an unthankful heart in the life of a Christian is the beginning of their spiritual backsliding and downfall from God. It's kind of like I'm a, I'm a pilot and a flight instructor. So one thing I think about is a tailspin or a, uh, going into a spin in an airplane. The first thing, an uh, airplane, by the way, doesn't just go into a spin on its own just right off the bat. The airplane has to stall. That means it comes to a point where there's not enough air going over the wings and there's not enough air to produce lift. 
So the airplane stops and it just falls. That's called a stall in, in aviation. And when you have an unthankful heart, you have just stalled spiritually. And after a stall, that's when there's a possibility of going into a spin all the way and put you in the ground like a corkscrew. Are you hearing me, somebody? So unthankfulness in your heart is like stalling spiritually. And the potential's there. If you don't catch it in time, you'll get out of control. And you'll lose touch with God. Are you hearing me? But if you still have breath in your lungs, you still have time. Amen? You still have time to get out of that spin. Hallelujah. Now, your unthankfulness to God will keep you out of the manifest presence of God. Your unthankful heart toward God will keep you out from experiencing the manifest presence of God. Psalm 100 verse 4. Go back there with me. Say thankful. Are you thankful for anything today? Hallelujah. All right. Psalm 100 verse 4. It says this. Enter into. Say into. His gates. God's gates. With thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. And bless his name. According to the word of God, you can't even enter the gates of his presence on this earth unless you are expressing thanksgiving toward him. When's the last time you thank God? And I'm not just talking just the, the, the phrase you just threw out flippantly, thank God. Oh my God, thank God. Like, really? <laughs> Someone's watching from California, so I had to do some California talk. All right? Now, go to Psalm 95. Sorry, California, we love you. All right. Don't like some of the laws you're passing over there, but we still love the people. Amen? Psalm 95, verses 1 through 2, says this. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with what? Thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Man, this is pretty vocal stuff here, wouldn't you say? I mean, my goodness, you can't get away from it. I, there's some churches if you go into and you try, to, you try to worship the Lord verbally, they look at you like you've got a demon. All right? But it's biblical. It's scriptural. God desires it. Right? Now listen. The Hebrew word in Psalm 95 that's translated thanksgiving in that passage means this. To thank, uh, thank, thanksgiving, adoration, or praise. Now this is interesting. I found this interesting in my studies. One of the root words to that Hebrew word means hand means hand now where am i going with this it means as to thank or praise god by lifting your hands to him while you're praising him god likes it when you lift your hands to him i mean this is a whole other sermon but you could get into it's 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 symbolic of surrender to him amen it's symbolic of i want to be closer with you amen the same Hebrew word in Psalm 95 uh, that's translated thanksgiving, this is interesting, it is also used in Jeremiah 33, 11, And it's translated the phrase as this phrase, sacrifice of praise. Think about it. Sacrifice of praise. Simply put, listen to me, a thankful heart toward God is not a suggestion but a command to Christians. And I'm going to say this, unthankfulness is sin. Unthankfulness to God is sin. With all the great things Jesus has done for us, if there's unthankfulness in your heart, brother, sister, you're in sin. 
Why? Because it's going to pull you away. And that's just a fact right there. Unthankfulness will always manifest backsliding. Are you hearing me? (laughs) That's why unthankfulness will hinder blessings in your life and my life. Because unthankfulness is sin. Say that with me right now. Say unthankfulness is sin. All right? Now, maybe this isn't a topic you've thought about in a while. Well, guess what? That's why I'm here. That's what a pastor does. He brings things to your remembrance of what we should be doing, right? All right, now go to Colossians chapter 3 with me. Hallelujah. Don't stone the messenger, amen? All right. Oh, I know you all love me. Okay, Uh, Colossians 3, 14 through 17, let's, let's look at. My point is, being thankful is a command. And this is just more evidence. But above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Or that word perfection means maturity. There's a mature Christian, they're going to walk in love. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, uh, to which also you were called in one body. And, underline it, be thankful Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. You allow the word of Christ, the word of God, the word of Christ to dwell in you richly. You're going to be thankful. I guarantee you. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Notice it doesn't say you have to be a great singer. Uh, Just make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All right. That's comfort for some of us today. Amen. Not everyone can sing like Brother Scott and Chris over here and and Brittany, all right? And all them. But listen, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all, say all, All. in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks, underline that, to God the Father through Him. I want you to notice verse 15, and be thankful. That is a command to Christians. That is not a suggestion. Now, i got to point something else out that's interesting here. I find it very interesting that the word peace, say peace, is found in the same (laughs) phrase or same verse that says be thankful. Why? Because a thankful heart will always be content. Are you hearing me? Did you, let me say that one more time. Verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. If you are not thankful, I guarantee you there's no peace in your life this morning. You're a basket case. Why? Because a thankful heart will always be content. And thankfulness will assist you and I in keeping the lust of the flesh in check. I'm just throwing some things out. I know, I mean, I'm throwing this out kind of fast. Just request a free CD after, all right? Or download it on your iPod at revivalpodcast.org, whatever. But listen to this. A thankful heart, like I said, is content. 1 Timothy 6.6 is a very interesting passage, all right? This is one passage that keeps uh, the prosperity message from going in the ditch. Are you hearing me? It says this. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, I want you to notice that is God's perspective. That is the perspective of our Creator. How many of you know, how many of you found out that the world's view... Or perspective is very different from that one verse right there. You found that out yet? God says godliness with contentment is great gain. And I guarantee you there will be no contentment unless you have a thankful heart. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Go there with me. Just make more of a conscious, conscious effort to be thankful to god and to verbally express that thankfulness to him amen not just one day not just one one week how about 
the rest of our lives on this earth. Amen? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5 I want to look at. But know this, that in the last days, how many of you think we're in the last days? Perilous times will come. For men or people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Underline it. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, or prideful, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power from such people turn away. Oh man, this is packed full of stuff here that we can bring out. The scripture literally lists these things, including the word unthankful. And it says, from such people turn away. Don't give them place in your life. Now listen. Why? Why is that? Because that attitude, those actions, will begin to pull you down spiritually. How many of you ever heard that that verse that says, Bad company corrupts good manners? Amen? What I mean by that, that don't mean you don't go out and witness to people and, and talk talk to people what i'm what i what i'm saying is and what scripture is saying is don't let them in your inner circle in life are you hearing me don't let them in your say inner circle how many of you know we have friends we have great friends and then we have acquaintances right there is a difference and many of you and we all have found that out that when you hang around the wrong people it's going to pull you farther in the ditch And it will affect your spiritual temperature as a Christian. But I find this amazing in this passage. I want you to notice unthankfulness is in the same list as all these other things. This is incredible. Unthankfulness. Why? Because unthankfulness is a sin, like I've been saying. Some Christians ask this question all the time. Why do I feel so dry Spirit-filled Christians, or those who have received the Holy Spirit baptism. Why do I feel so dry? My thing is, when was the last time you lifted your hands to the Lord and just started praising Him and thanking Him and blessing Him? When was the last time? Or are you entangled in pride? Are you that spiritual brat I was talking about? Some of the most awesomest times I had in the presence of God is when I would just lift my hands to Him and thank Him for each individual blessing. Those are some of the most refreshing times I've ever had. And maybe you have done the same thing. Why? Because God loves it when we bless Him and when we thank Him. I'm sounding a little redundant, aren't I? That's strategic. Psalm, Psalms 104 goes on to say, be thankful to him and bless his name. That word bless also means to adore or an act of adoration. It means this, that your heart is so overwhelmed with thanksgiving toward God, so overwhelmed with awe toward him that you cannot stay silent. There's an overflow. There's a flood of thanksgiving toward God. You can't stop talking about His awesome attributes. You can't stop blessing His name. And I'll tell you right now, sometimes when I first start out in the morning and I come in here and pray, I, I ju- I'll just start out just thanking Him and, and praising Him. And I've got to be totally honest with you. There's times when it feels dry as a bone when I first start off. It's not instantaneous. Why? Well, you know, you just get caught up in the everyday life. You get caught up in the business of life and, and you know, things, run-ins with individuals or whatever. And, and you know, you're just, 
spiritually not in tune when you begin. So what I want to challenge you is don't give up after 10 minutes. Don't give up after 15. Don't give up after a half hour. Listen, sometimes I, I found, I, I, this is rough, people, I know. Sometimes it took me an hour or two to break through that wall I was feeling of dryness spiritually. I mean, and, and it's, it's tiresome. I mean, I'll be sitting here praying and, uh, you know, and just thanking him. And, and I'm looking at the clock. I, I thought for sure a half hour went by and five minutes went by. I'm like, God, man, I'm feeling like I'm plowing along here and I'm not getting anywhere. And, and I just feel the prompting, don't stop now. Don't stop now. And when I do, how many of you have ever experienced what I call the spiritual gusher? Where you just feel the presence of God. It, it's just a breakthrough in the spirit realm. And, and it becomes easy. And you almost get to a point where you can't stop. I mean, you'll just start singing. There's like a melody that just keeps coming up in your heart. And you just start singing. It's amazing. So I want to challenge you. Press through. Don't give up. I want to challenge some of you. This might be new for some people. If you're not used to this. Just in a, go to your when you're in your house at night or whatever. Or whenever you're there. Shut off the lights at night or whatever. Turn on praise and worship music. Lift your hands to the Lord and just create an atmosphere of worship and thankfulness to God. Right in your house. Don't wait to come to church on Wednesday. Don't wait to come to church on Sunday. Because God wants it seven days a week. He wants you to be totally connected with Him. And I'm convinced that's the secret of walking in the power of God in your life. Is maintaining that fellowship with Him. Are you hearing me? If your heart is right toward God, so many people say, how do I know if my heart's right toward God? Well, if your heart is right toward God, you will be thankful and you will have a desire to bless your name. Well, bless his name, not yours. <laughs> That's pride. Because I'll be honest with you, there have been times when I've come in here and when I start that process of thanking him, there are times where my heart isn't right toward God. Maybe I'm holding an offense. Maybe, maybe there's something I'm dealing with. Hey, look, I'm just being flat out like you're looking at me through an x-ray machine right now. Pastors aren't perfect. We get just as much as riled up in the flesh as anyone else. Are you hearing me? So, I mean, there's times when I come in here, I know my heart's not right. And sometimes it's a struggle. How many of you have ever been there before? The Holy Spirit's revealing something or a situation or an individual. And you're like, oh, Lord, do I even have to go there with this? But Lord, you know what? My wife did last night. <laughs> well, that's not even toward the I'm just using that as an example. We never fight. We always get along. <laughs> By faith. There. There's the good confession. No, we have a great marriage. But, you know, I mean, so, you know, we have to check our hearts. It's always good before you go into that. Examine your heart. And, you know, the most foolish thing there is that I've done is trying to press through without making things right with God. Without settling those things, those offenses in my heart. The most foolish thing because I'm just talking to the thin air then. It's almost like my prayers hit the ceiling and bounce right back on my head. It's like, oh, oh, man. So we, we need to deal with our heart issues. This, this whole thing I'm talking about and everything in the New Testament is dealing with the heart of man. Not the physical pump. I'm talking about with your spirit, with your emotions. Everything you have, the heart, the real you. Are you hearing me? Uh, see, what I'm trying to do this morning, I'm trying to give you, uh, you the Christian, a snapshot from the word of God of what should be normal for the Christian. A life of thanksgiving. A life of gratitude toward God. Now, for us to get to that point, maybe you haven't been a Christian for that long. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and you just flat out don't know what the Bible says. To get to that point of thanksgiving, listen, you need to know what the word of God says about your heavenly father. 
In other words, if you grew up in a church that made God out to be a being that simply takes pleasure in whipping you with judgment, you won't have thankfulness toward God. Are you hearing me? Adoration won't be springing up in your heart toward God. Because for some people, that brings them back to their abusive father. Whether physically or emotionally. And it pulls up all of these negative experiences that individuals have had in their life. And it's virtually impossible for that kind of individual to relate to their loving Heavenly Father. Right? You won't be able to praise and worship Him like you should. You won't have that intimacy with Him that He desires with you. So you need to get to know God through the Bible, through the Word. The, Bi- the Word of God, the Bible. Now, I know what some think, and some say this all the time. Some say, how can I thank God in this trial that I'm going through? How can I thank Him when I have this disease or infirmity in my body? How can I thank Him when I'm broke? How, I mean, how can I do that? Come on, let's just... Let's, Go right down where the rubber hits the road, right? People are thinking that, especially in this economy and all this that's happening. Well, we can thank God in those times because He is our deliverer. He is our provider. And what the enemy has meant for evil, God can turn it around in your life. See? That's why we can thank Him. You don't thank Him for that cancer. You don't thank Him for that disease. Why? Because He didn't give it to you. But what you can thank Him for is His promises to pull you out of that pit. The fact is this. There is not one area, there is not one thing, not one circumstance that you and I are going through at this very moment or will ever go through that there's not a promise in, in the word of God that promises to help us and pull us out of the pit. So, that's why we as Christians, we're called to walk by faith, not by sight. Come on, do this right now. Just put the... Alright. Now, put if, if you're afraid you're going to hit your eyes, just go like this, alright? We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by experiences that you are going through right now. You can, I say it in my healing services. Don't you, you cannot use experience as your judgment of who God is. No way. No way. You just won't do it. If you use experience, you're not going to know the real God. What, that's why the Bible, you have to know who God is from the Word of God. And what people do is everything that's thrown at them by the enemy, they just think, well, God's just letting this happen. So, you know, that must be who God is. That must be his personality. He must hate me. Uh, he just takes pleasure in make, giving me a miserable life. That's not the case. Don't base God on your experience. Are you hearing me? All right? And start speaking the word of God, the promises of God over your situation. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? Philippians 4. Turn there with me. Hallelujah. God is looking for His people who have childlike faith. Even when you're being dragged through the mud with certain circumstances in life, He's looking for those who are still going to praise Him. Oh, hallelujah. Paul and Silas sitting at midnight in a prison, tied in chains, bound in chains. And they start singing to the Lord and thanking and praising Him at midnight. And something begins to happen and deliverance comes. God sets them free. If you're in a prison, you need to start thanking Him. How many Christians would just give up and their will to live would go? And that's it. They would forsake God. Are you hearing me? Philippians 4. 6 through 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing. Well, God, how can you say that? Because he, there's a promise in the word for anything and everything that you're ever going to go through or what you're going through right now. Be anxious for nothing. That's pretty bold, isn't it? And it takes discipline not to fall into fear. I mean, it takes absolute discipline to do it. But God can make that statement because he's counting on that you're going to have childlike faith in the midst of the storm and hold on to the anchor of his word. Amen? Now, I want you to notice that prayer, according to this passage, prayer needs to be accompanied with thanksgiving. In fact, they should be twins. One shouldn't go out, go without the other. That's why we can thank God in the midst of our trials. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And that's why I'm telling you, thankfulness is simply a fruit of faith in God. Okay, that bounced back at me. Uh, uh, there it is. Okay, let's try it again. Uh, thankfulness is simply a fruit of faith toward God. Just chew on it. Just chew on it. All right. Uh, now, a thankful heart is the cure for selfishness. All right. One sign that you're maturing in your faith with Jesus Christ is that you will not only give thanks to God for your own blessings, you will start to give thanks when others are blessed. Oh, come on. I threw a monkey wrench in there for you, all right? Listen, a thankful heart has a way of taking your eyes off yourself and desires to focus on others. I don't know, it just does. Start expressing your thankfulness to God and you will notice a shift in your priorities. You know what I'm talking about? Start expressing your thankfulness to God, and I guarantee you, you will notice a shift in your priorities in your life. Your heart becomes soft, it becomes pliable, and you become more sensitive to others. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Hang in there with me, I'm almost done. All right? Uh, hit your neighbor uh, there, nudge your neighbor and say, wake up, he's almost done. All right. Now, Ephesians 1, 15 through 16. All right. It says this. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, this is the Apostle Paul, and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. The Christians at Ephesus were being used by God mightily. And the Apostle Paul was unceasingly, he said, thanking God for them, for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. If you don't have enough courtesy to thank God for what he's done in your life, you sure won't go the extra mile to thank him for what he's doing in the lives of others. Amen? Be thankful for your family members. For your friends, Be, you know, slow down in life. I got to say this, for some reason I, I, I felt like kind of shifting here a little bit. Be thankful, be thankful for them. Slow down in life. Take time to cherish them because they're not going to be with you on this earth forever. In heaven, if they're Christian, you're a Christian, Christian you're going to join up in heaven forever. But you know what I'm talking about. Take time, slow down in life. Listen, don't let the phrase, you don't know what, it's got till, what you got till it's gone, teach you a hard lesson. Oh, that's right. That's right. Don't let it teach you a hard lesson. Right. And I'm sure there's many in this place, watching online, that we could testify that that statement is absolutely 100% accurate. Amen? All right, so don't take the, the, your family members and people in your life for granted, okay? Now, I want to end with this last illustration in the Bible about thankfulness. 
Go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. This is the last scripture right here. Uh, Nudge your neighbor and say, this is it. Last scripture. Say hallelujah. Hey, you're not supposed to follow me on that one. Come on. Man, uh, I found out really where your hearts are now. (laughs) All right. Uh, Luke 17, 11 through 19, I want to look at here. It says, now it happened as he, notice the word he, it's capitalized, the H, talking about Jesus. Now it happened when he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, or who had leprosy, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. That's a big clue that usually Samaritans didn't do that in the Bible days. So Jesus answered and said, where, uh, where were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were, they not, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Oh boy, we could camp out on this passage, but really what I want to point out is this. It was easy for the lepers, or those men, those ten men, that had leprosy to cry out to Jesus for their physical need. Rightfully so. Leprosy was very painful. It was horrible. It made you an outcast in society. How many of us, when we had infirmities or if you had a disease in your body or have, it's easy for you to cry out to the Lord in that situation. Amen? But one out of the ten came back to thank Jesus for his healing. Now, listen. It, was, it obviously was on Jesus' mind enough for him to make the contrast between the one and the nine. The one thankful one and the nine unthankful one. Can you agree with me on that? Jesus felt that this was an important principle to pull out. And I got news for the body of Christ. That ratio might be the same in the body of Christ today. One out of ten coming back to thank Jesus for what he's done in their lives. Think about that. Could it be that Jesus was giving us an important key that would revolutionize our walk with our Heavenly Father as Christians? I believe so. So I want to encourage everyone here listening to me, watching me, be thankful for everything that the Lord has done in your life And be thankful for what he is wanting to do in your life. For he said, I have a future and a hope for you. Now are you going to line yourself up with that? And I really believe that one important aspect of lining yourself up with that plan, that hope, is a thankful heart to God. So verbally express your thankful heart. Verbally bless his name. Because your heavenly father is waiting to hear from you today. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Oh, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is here today. Everyone, close your eyes and lift your hands to the Lord right now. Oh, and just start thanking him for what he's done in your life. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Now, maybe there's someone in here. You have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You're on the outside. You're looking in. 
The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Friend, don't leave this building. Don't leave this broadcast without making Jesus Lord of your life. Because I'm telling you right now, you don't know when you're going to take your last breath on this earth. And the moment your heart stops, the moment your spirit man leaves your body, that's it. Game over. And there's no more chance. Nobody can pray you out of hell. That's it. Your eternity is sealed. Settled. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want you to come forward and I want to have the privilege of just praying with you personally. Maybe you're here, you've fallen away from the Lord. Maybe you're here, you have an unthank- you've had an unthankful heart. And you realize the error of your ways. You realize now that unthankfulness toward God is sin. And you want to make it right today. If that's you, I want you to come forward today. Just, I want you to seek the Lord on your own. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. It's a biblical experience. It's not charismatic. It's not Pentecostal. It's Bible. It's from the Lord. And it is a second experience. If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism and you want to learn more about it, I want you to come forward and I want to talk with you and pray with you to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. Maybe there's someone here. You you need a physical healing. You need an emotional healing. Maybe you just feel like you are in bondage. Maybe you need prayer for any other thing, a problem. I want you to come forward. And really, let's open up this altar right now. If there's any of those things you want me to pray with you, meet me by the baptismal. The rest of you, I'm opening it up. Just come forward and worship the Lord with me here today. So no one is feeling uncomfortable. Come on up here.
else need prayer? The angels are rejoicing today. Someone coming to the Lord. Is there anybody else who has not made Jesus Lord of your life? Just meet me over there. Oh, as I was praying through with the salvation prayer with them, I just felt the anointing. All oh, the angels are smiling right now. Thank you, Shashi. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And if you watching online have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, simply say, God, I'm a sinner. I realize it right now. But I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on the cross. He shed his blood for me. He died. He was buried and he rose again. Jesus is alive. And it's that Jesus, the Son of the living God, that I confess as Lord of my life right now. Hallelujah. Now there's someone who wants me to pray again. Oh, that's someone. Thank you. That's my mom from Emily City. Hi, Mommy. Hallelujah. We're having fun, Mom. All right. She wants us to continue to pray for uh, my cousin Gabby, who has cancer. She lives in New Jersey right now. So right now, Gabby, in the name of Jesus, I come against every cancer cell. Stretch your hands toward that camera. I come against every cancer cell and command them to die and dissolve in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you would create new and healthy cells in place of those cancer cells. Every cancerous growth. She just found out there's a cancerous growth, she, they believe, in her lung. So we curse that cancerous growth. At the root, in the name of Jesus. And command your lungs to be made whole. We command your blood to be made whole. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let your power fall on her. From the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, Lord, I loose life on her. I loose life in Jesus' mighty name. I command every evil and unclean spirit that's latched onto any part of her body. Devil, you come out in the name of Jesus right now. Come out in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, and we also pray, we also pray for Gabby's boyfriend, who doesn't know Jesus as his Lord and Savior. So Lord, we pray that you would send laborers into his path right now. Lord, we pray the convicting power of the Holy Spirit would come upon him. The blinders would be taken off of his heart and mind in the name of Jesus. Every devil that's binding and blinding his mind, come out in Jesus' mighty name. Right now. And Lord, I pray he would realize his need and he would get gloriously saved. Filled with the Holy Spirit. That he would become so radical for Jesus. Old things pass away and behold, all things will become new for him. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, we also have... I have a family member who is going through some issues of not wanting to be the same gender being a woman so right now in the name of Jesus Lord I pray that you would send laborers into her path that this devil that's taken hold of her mind would loose her now in Jesus mighty name and she would line up with the perfect plan of God send laborers into her path now Lord, that she would become born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. And that she would be used to reach that community of people that are blinded from the truth, that are confused in the name of Jesus. Lord, radical deliverance, radical salvation for my relative in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. We are having a great time in the Lord. Woo. Hallelujah. Well, let me just say this. Thank you for all of you. I know when I checked, when I was in the sound booth before, there was like nine or ten people who were watching the service. We want to thank you for tuning in. Be sure to tune in. But first of all, find a church for yourself. All right? But if you're in a different time zone or if you're home and not at your church, tune in. You can watch us on, on demand on Ustream, revivalchristian.tv. So we want to thank you for tuning in. 
Tune in next week. God bless you. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. All right. Now, we have a couple announcements. You can go back to your seat if you'd like. Or we're almost getting ready, so you can stand there, go back to your seat, whatever you want. Hey, free country. Gotta love America. Oh, there is an anointing flowing up here. Hallelujah. Oh, whew. wow. Thank you, Lord. Very refreshing. We still need ministry volunteers uh, in the uh, media team. Chris, raise your hand. That guy's desperate. He's like, we need some helpers back here. Once in a while, Chris would like a break. <laughs> so we need to train some people up, all right? So if you're interested in that, see Chris. And also tonight, say tonight, is Christian Community Movie Night. It will begin at 6 p.m. And if you plan on coming tonight, we want to ask you, bring a, a dessert to pass, something that we can fill our face with, all right? Because we like food. Christians like food, don't we? All right? Also, uh, Nancy Obert, thank you very much, Nancy, she has offered to watch a movie with kids in another room. So uh, she'll be watching a children's movie for the kids. And so if you, want, if, if you say, well, you know, with the kids, I don't want to come tonight, come, because they're going to have a movie of their own, amen? Yeah. Something that they can relate to more. So also, uh, the movie tonight is called Unidentified. How many of you know who Rebecca St. James is? The singer? I believe she's in that and some other well-known people. So we are going to watch that tonight. Pastor Kevin is going to bring that for us tonight. Um, and don't forget the life chain to stand up. How many of you are against abortion? Oh, then I better see everybody there. I better see everybody there. Uh, next Sunday from 1 to 2.30, we're just going to let our voices be heard. Amen? We're going to stand up for the, the unborn. Uh, so sign up in the lobby back there. Also, Hallelujah Night at Big Jackson Church on October 31st from 6.30 to 8.30. We, if you, if you want to bring your kids, just see us and we'll give you directions out there. There's a volunteer sheet back there. And uh, i only seen two names on them and it's only me and Elizabeth. We need volunteers. Let's not make this an embarrassment for our church. Let's go out and help. This is for kids. This is to minister the word to kids. I know some people say, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing that on Halloween night. Baloney! I'd rather have them in a church than on the streets. Are you hearing me? That, that's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. All right? So please, sign up. It's on the lobby, the back table. It's a great opportunity to minister to the unsaved. To the, say unsaved. unsaved. All right? All right, so don't let the devil cheat you out of that one of having an opportunity to minister to the unsaved. All right? So we need volunteers for that. Um, also, we are interested here at RCC... We would like to start up a children's church class from 7 to 10 year, year olds, all right, for Sunday mornings. Uh, some people, uh, quite a few people have come and asked about it. So if there's someone here who you would like to teach the children, 7 to 10 years old, and you have that burden, that desire on your heart, I want you to come see me or see Elizabeth, okay, if you'd like to get on, on a rotation basis, basis with some other people. So... Uh, we got to put our hands to the plow, don't we, people? All right. Yes. Yeah, come right up here. Grab that mic right there. Or this one right here. Yeah. That's better. I, uh, I just want to share this with you so that this week when you go to work, when you're doing business, you know who your allies are. Because the Lord has somebody everywhere. I had a unique thing happen this week. Now, you know, we're a faith church and, and, it's, and it's healing and it's deliverance and everything. I was invited to go to a healing event for one person at a church whose denomination, and I'm not here to slander, so we don't even have to bring that up, but they're not known for embracing healing at all, at all. But there's a pastor there who's on fire for God. He's a holy man. And he was watching one of his Sunday school teachers who began to develop a problem speaking, a, a motor skill issue. 
And he said, I, he said, you've witnessed so many years for God. I want you to come to the church. We're going to pray for your healing. And through a friendship of mine, I was invited to go, sat this lady down and prayed. I'm telling you folks, every bit of it was, was the words of faith right out of the book. It was awesome. You got allies out there. Let's pray for one another. Pray for that Christian down the line. Take every opportunity to make an encounter, grab a hand, and pray the word of faith. And when I'm praying for this lady, uh, we're not going to mention her name, but, but she's, she's I'm a, through a friend of mine, and, and she's taught Sunday school for years. Many, many children gave their life to Jesus because of this lady, and we're praying for a total healing. We have already spoken it. It's already paid for in heaven. And you hang in with me. The Lord is doing this thing. And he's witnessing right in that church. And I'm telling you something. That's what the pastor was looking for. He's looking for two things. He wants his his teacher back. And he wants her to testify in that church. The Lord heals. Amen. Praise God. All right. Awesome testimony. Hey, the Holy Ghost is moving. Amen. We just got to go with the flow. All right, how many of you like that Wednesday night video who are here? The Joyce Meyer. Yeah, it's good stuff. Come on back. We're, ta- we're showing that one. Um, I think this week it's uh, what dealing with offense. Dealing with offense. So it's a huge topic in the body of Christ. Hinders many people from moving forward with God. So this Wednesday at 7 o'clock, we're going to show Joyce Meyer again. And remember, be thankful to God. Amen. Verbally thank Him. God bless you. See you Wednesday or Sunday. The best is yet to come, y'all.